Hello, hello. How's my power team doing today? Okay. <laughs> All right, Gary, Jody, Michael, Dr. Gina, Jillian. Fantastic and welcome. You're all looking good, looking good. <laughs> Great. So, um, is um, okay. Let's just um, today we'll today upon um, upon popular requests, the mastermind main theme is going to be relationships. Relationships. So, um, so we'll leave it. We'll leave it open. Ground rules for to make the most out of this meeting. So, um, by relationships, we do mean anything that um, involves uh, involves anybody other than yourself. So, personal, professional relationships. Let's remember that um, business comes from people and relationships. Um, that money and businesses come from people and relationships. And now even, um, you know, with all that's going on in the world with this scare and panic of um, these, uh, these latest events, uh, coronavirus, etc., that also involves people and people coming together and really thinking, <laughs> thinking smartly and, and helping one another. So um, we, we can take it wherever we want it to go. So in a mastermind, as Napoleon Hill taught us, there will be one person at a time in the, in sort of in the middle, in the middle, in the hot seat, in the middle of a circle and pointing a, a question for debate, it can be a problem or it can be something that would like um, um, more opinions on, share best practices on, maybe even contact, okay? Everything is confidential and uh, without censoring, without filtering all the people around uh, in the circle, around the hot seater will, will give their input, okay? So the person in the hot seat, in the middle, will, um, just to keep it nice and compact and orderly, will have two options as an answer, such as thank you or tell me more. Thank you means um, we can go to the next question or the next participant or tell me more if uh, they wanna um, if they want to know more. So um, we have um, five participants, so we, we can give um, we can give a little bit of time each, but let's just say if no more people come on, um, maybe, let's see, so 60 divided by four. Uh, so we give 10, 10 minutes each or so, okay? How does that sound? Good. Okay, great. Okay, so um, so does anybody have anything in their mind that they would like to, around relationships, that they would like to ask the group um, to start with? If not, we can give some examples.
Oh, hi, Jillian. How are you? Good. So in relationships, so we're talking about good relationships. Um, you said starting like with your job? Sure. So any professional relationship that may be, so good point. So relationships can be three type of relationships. Um, new relationships that you want to attract, personal or professional, that you don't have yet, okay? And we can share contacts, ideas, etc. Or it can be an existing relationship, personal, professional, that you want to deepen or uh, improve. Or it can be a relationship that's existing that you want to um, that you want to um, distance yourself if 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 that's not supporting you in your life. Sometimes it takes courage. So it can be any of the it can be personal, professional, and any of these variants, like new relationship you want to attract, existing that you want to improve, or existing that you want to take some distance from. So you m must have something in mind. Well, I was thinking as far as um, in professional, uh, well, most people here know I'm a real estate agent. So I, I'm trying to perfect my relationships um, when I meet clients, especially buyers, uh, to develop a more sense of like what their need is. Is that kind of what we're talking about? Perfect. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would like to do uh, perfect my active listening to find out their why without always asking, well, what do you want to do? Da, 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 da. I guess I, I guess to perfect the relationship would mean to listen. Like I said, active listening and then from that, develop what their why is, um, pick up on things. I don't know where I'm trying to go to with that. But. Okay. Okay. That uh, makes sense. So let's see. Let's see if we can uh, summarize it in a way that, um, that's, uh, that, um, that uh, summarizes your, um, your want. So, um, so in a way, this, this happens in any business. So this can mm -hmm. help anybody because we're all in business. So it's a, it's a way to get to your client or prospective client in a faster, um, more concise manner where you can um, quickly connect, know what they want and serve them faster and in a way qualify them because not every prospect will be right for, for, for your products and services, but some will be. Um, does, that, does that summarize what you're asking? Yeah, yes, yes. Okay, so great. Is everybody uh, clear on um, on what Jillian is? Um, would like some feedback on, and would like for you to to mastermind, use your neurons and heart on, because uh, all of you have sort of need a similar process procedure for your own clientele to attract your ideal clients. You know, it takes um, communication, it takes understanding, definitely active listening and sort of a, a structure so that you don't waste their time, they don't waste your time and you know quickly what they want so you can either serve them or refer them to somebody else. So, yeah, does anybody have uh, any feedback for for Jillian? And, um, if, if, 
if not, um, maybe you can tell us how you do it right now, Jillian, and then we can see how that can be. You might have it, or maybe not. Maybe you don't, you don't have it. any stuff with you. I do. You do, you do. I know you have a beautiful relay, you have a beautiful uh, newsletter. Very, very, very and by the way, everybody, if you just want to subscribe to your website here uh, for free to sort of, uh, that's real estate in the Big Apple, the most expensive real estate in the world to see how she does it. I think you all can learn from it. Yeah, just put your email in and I can email a letter out if you want to see that. It, so. It's great. Until you want to buy. Buy. Um. <laughs> So I, I guess when, I, when I'm interviewed, because it is an interview, but we don't want it to sound like an interview, like it's a robot, you know, like you just ask the question, they answer it, and you just go to the next question. So I guess to sound more real, you know, so like if, um, yeah, to sound more real. I, I guess I, I do do that now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I do. And this, again, to try to find out what their need is, to not keep asking them, you know. Sure. And do you do it, how do you do it right now? Do you do it on the phone, uh, on a, a answering machine that already goes through ABC, or do you do it via text, email in person, or all of the above? Well, if I'm, meet, if I'm meeting someone, is usually through a advertisement or advertisement that's the first contact or referral, whatever. And then usually that very first contact is over the phone. So I try to keep it light and, you know, then set up something maybe we can meet in, a, especially if they're like a first time home buyer, try to set up an appointment to meet up with them in a cafe or have them come to my office or something. Yeah. And then sit down, you know, I guess the thing is like, you know, put to them like, you know, I'm really here to help you. <laughs> okay. And is that for both buying and renting, Jillian, or just for buying? Both for buying and renting. Yeah. Actually, that's a good point because renting, I do the same thing. Yeah. I, I do ask questions, you know, renting is a little bit different because usually I'll just like, uh, well, I'm not here to waste your time or mine. Let me just tell you what the landlord's looking for. And, sure. you know, then ask them, is that something that you think, you know, will fit your needs or you can do? And they either answer yes or no. All right. So um, we have two Aussies and I know the real estate market there is uh, quite, quite hot. We yeah. got uh, a European um, from African, from African um, um, also heritage, uh, Dr. Gina, that came, who has... Uh, experience in real estate as a, as a buyer and investor so she can give her feedback to based on her experience and then we got your your um um what's the word who you got your uh, um you got the jillian in las vegas who's basically jody <laughs> oh nice you're the same you're the same person west coast east coast right jody so i would love for all of you to give her to give Jillian a concise feedback based on your yeah. experience, international experience, which is fabulous. And then we'll go to the next question, which is Michael. Um, so um, um, maybe I'll unmute you. Okay, go for it, Gary. We can hear you, darling. And we can't. No. Ah, better now, yeah. 
one of the things that I've found useful to sort of developing those relationships is just with, with um, the active listening component and um, asking asking a bit more. So um, tell me more. That's interesting. Tell me more about that. And not only about that, change it so that it repeats their questions so that they know that you're listening. Mm. So that's interesting. Tell me more about the real estate market on the Upper East Side, uh, something like that, or what you want to do uh, in the future, whatever, whatever it is that they've brought to the table. That's one of the things that I've used in the past and find it helps break the ice and helps show that you are actually A, listening and B, interested in, in what's being said. That's probably about it for now. Okay. Gillian, tell me more or thank you. Stay unmuted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that helps. But the act of listening, I believe that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, it, show, it shows interest. And um, so that if, if you don't show interest, then that doesn't sort of can stagnate that progress forward with any any sort of conversational relationship. Okay. Thank you. Welcome. What about Dr. Gina? Um as uh, as as can you hear me guys, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Okay, as as Gary was saying what I notice um, as a client would be how individualized the service comes across. Obviously, you are there to, to sell your product, you are there to make a profit and, and, and move on. What I find would make a huge difference whether I'll be a comeback client or not, or I, would I recommend this service or not, is how individualized the service gets and... Uh, when how much of, a, as you said yourself, uh, Gillian, active listening, you guys mm -hmm. have to see whether this will work long term for your clients or not. So getting a, a happy uh, medium from you as, 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 a, uh, as a state agent making uh, or achieving your sales target and me feeling that this project will not only serve me today, but will serve me on the long run is is the key thing that made me maybe go back to the same person again, even for advice, even if they're not selling the product, I will go to them and see whether they will have a similar product later on in the future or whether I will just, you know, move on from them and and, and, and no longer be their client in the future. So I, I, I don't know if that helps. Yes, that does. So to show more interest, that's good feedback there too. Be more genuine. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I'm I'm there to 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 get a service from yourself or somebody in the same field. But whether there is this connection, not personal connection, but a professional connection that you have my interest at heart, uh, that that mm -hmm. that makes the whole difference for. Taking and, and of course, you know more about the market than somebody else or what I can get in the newspaper, obviously. Right. 
Okay. I thank you for that. Thank you. What about Jody? Your counterpart on the West Coast. Blabbing in the back. Mr. Honey asked me to inform you of the following concerns. All right, we'll come back to that. Yeah, come on back to me. And Michael. Yeah, hi guys. Um, well, it's a massive part of my challenge in this life is relationships. And I've always had... Um, yeah, Michael, give, give some feedback to Gillian for, for, for her and then you go to... to I, you. I get you. Well, yeah. I, I think what Gillian's put is fabulous. I, I, real estate is all about getting the right fit, the right match. And the more information you've got about them, the happier everyone's going to be. Um, the, the industry in Melbourne is very hot. We've got the oldies fall in love with the real estate agents over 70 and 80. They're like, Oh, Joe's coming around again to help us sell the house. And they, they, they end up that we've got very, very uh, talented real estate agents are tuning into people that they listen to, to what the people want to do next, because they know they've got not just a sale, but they of the one now they can sell them the next place if they stay positive. And so it, it's, it, I guess it's ultimately the ultimate relationship job because it's big money on the table and there's only relationships to 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 be the one that sells a house i think reputation and relationships so and i i really like what you put about listening uh to the customer and and i and i really like what gary put about tell me more because that's just um it's my favorite to give person permission to talk more to go on a bit further and say tell me more you know and and, and they they love it everyone likes to talk about themselves i've discovered that you know and so I, I usually find that, that most people, I know them a lot better than they end up knowing me. So that's just something that happens. Sounds good. Was that helpful? Yes, very helpful. Very good. All right. So uh, Michael, with your charming accent, um, you also are one of those who loves to talk. So, so that everybody has a chance to uh, understand you and uh, give you as much feedback as possible. Uh, do your best to uh, summarize as clear, laser-focused, and concise as possible your ask. We're all ears. Okay. You're in the well, hot <clears throat> Approximately every decade, my life crashes, and I work out that I'm not around the people I want to be around. And there are a few reasons for that when I analyze it, and I've been through enough decades of it to want to change it and have it different. Um, it comes back to my ability to maintain friendships. If I haven't heard from, from somebody in a certain amount of time, I'll get in touch with them and see how they're doing. The only problem is, like I'm sitting on now, two or three friends, not many left, they're more than 20 years old. And if I don't ring them, they don't ring me. And I just know that my, as I've gotten sick of some people in the last decade, I just don't make that call. And that's that. Now, I, I've confronted many of these people in my life. It's a type of introvert. I said, why don't you put more energy? Why don't you ring up me? Why don't, you, why don't we do something cool together? You talk about how wonderful it was when we did this 20 years ago. Let's do this this weekend. And, and they're like, oh, that's great. Let's do it. And they're in it. And it's all good. And I say to them, if I didn't say anything, it wouldn't have happened. Why don't you be more proactive? Now, I say to everyone, Saturday night's only as good as you make it. If you want people around, you have to invite them. You know, if you if you want to make it good. So I'm uh, my relationship issue is 
that other people aren't making the effort to to build friendships uh, and it's like they're they, they think that being busy with their children or with their job is really all that they need until they retire and then they can see who's still hung around with two phone calls a year okay so to summarize if we understand it correctly michael is focusing on personal relationships and friends yep. Yep. and um he he has a lot of wonderful energy and is very involved and would like a few friends to match his energy and be uh, as uh, proactive as possible so um um and um would like some ideas of how uh, to attract that type of energy and friendship that matches his wonderful energy all right good so um i would love to hear from everybody is that clear is that clear what is michael is asking yeah okay good so anybody uh, maybe maybe jillian go first since you you still have warmed up your voice uh well friends i have i have good friends and then i have acquaintances mm. yeah so my good good friends we seem to be in contact all the time and it's the acquaintances that I might not hear from maybe once a year, twice a year, or something like that. I don't know, in my world, that's okay. <laughs> because if you want, you, you, you said one thing that you would reach out to them. If I wanted to speak to them more, I would reach out to them more. But if, um, I don't know, if I don't hear from them, maybe I might check in a year or a couple of times on fa and Facebook, social media is so bad now, because it takes a a lot of that away. We're not the way we were when I was born. <laughs> you know, so I think that's what's changing to social media because we see each other on Facebook and, and Instagram so much that we don't even think to pick up the phone and, you know, like, hey, how you doing? You know, so I don't know. It just depends on what type of friend it is. If it's just an acquaintance or if we're talking about a true, true friend. Uh, was that helpful, Michael? Yeah, I guess. I, I, the true friend thing, um, to be honest, my profile in life, I, I, by the age of 25, I'd had three close friends die. And mm. in the last four years, I've had four of my best and longest friends die. Uh, mainly misadventure and cancer and um, things like that. I've also, my customer map, I work with a lot of people over 75 and 80. Uh, my favorite customer of all time has currently lost the rails and her son is looking after the estate and he's got another gardener in. I've been doing it for nine years. Um, I've got my, one of my best and closest customers is currently 94. Uh, so we have very interesting chats about mortality. And I, I think that I, because I deal with so many old folk, they know the most about how important it is to have, to know who you have had for a long time and what, truths you hold, what experiences you hold together in memory. Because I have a head full of memories and many of them are not that relevant to these days sorts of things, but you know, you can eject them. Apparently the brain ejects things every seven years that it's not using and things like that. But it, 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 I'm not particularly in grief over all this death. You know, I've lost my father as well when I was 28. It's very common, people, people just ignore it or keep living. 
I'm looking at building friendship with people that their lives are not complete because they work and have a boring time. And I, I think there's spare, I, I believe you can make more out of spare time and the people uh, don't seem to understand. It's like I've got this excess of how to have fun in three hours if we had a bit of money, a few people, and we did something. And so it's real. And I, I, sure, I can go online and form groups or join a men's group. It's a, it's a joke to me. I've never had a problem making friends. I do a short course. I've got 20 phone numbers. Only problem is I ring them all up and text them all a week later. And they say, oh, great to hear from you. And two months later, it's like, oh, what? When, when did I meet you again? And so uh, well, this is, uh, you know, uh, this is my question to everyone. I mean, I think it's really deep. I do think that with our online media and our changing, I mean, with the paperless office and, uh, and all this tech, we need to be doing 30-hour weeks or 25-hour weeks and more pay because we could be profit sharing from all the profit and doing less hours, putting more time into being human uh, because the people are getting fat because they can't even exercise. And, and half the time when you're doing exercise with friends, you don't even know that you're exercising. You just end up fit and healthy. All right. So um, let me, um, so let's keep it concise one topic at a time so that we can better serve you, Michael. So you went a little bit into professional also, um relationships so as far as friends you, you know um this is my take and then we can hear from uh, dr gina and gary as well um so there's gonna be different level of friendships you know like um jillian said some are gonna be really true for you and you usually can count them on your fingers but careful mixing professional and and uh, personal um, and some other are going to be acquaintances. So some of my best friendships that, that are still here, we, we share something big together where we maybe share the same professional interest or the same, you know, animal hobby or uh, hiking hobby, you know, and honestly, like the closest friendships I have, I can count on my fingers and it takes it takes um, energy, you know, and it has to be mutual. People sometimes change together parallelly and sometimes they change apart and um, friendships have to be cultivated. Sometimes you go through, through headaches together, you know, in their life, they're going through whatever grief, separations, losses, change of career, change of relationship status. And, and for a true friend to be there for them, it takes it takes energy, you know, and we all have 24 hours um, a day. But I would say, you know, for you, I know you have a lot of energy and that's wonderful. And you would love to help the entire world be a bit more selective. That would be my advice. And, and make sure, just like uh, Jillian's qualifying process to make sure there is a match with the prospect, make sure that you share the same vision or the same, at least one strong hobby. So it's... So you clear expectations. Your expectation is also their expectation. And, and you're, um, you're not assuming that they have the time that they want to go out. You know, you can just simply ask, hey, you know, uh, I have time. Um, I love uh, doing education or whatever. You like to do gardening and, you know, would love to explore. I'm looking for friends that will explore uh, botany with me and um, more uh, seminars or whatever the case may be, you know, and see if, if it matches, really, really ask. Don't assume. That would be my advice. Is that helpful?
Unmute yourself. Okay. okay, yeah, that's great, Elena. That is great. Um, absolutely. I think I, I had a psychologist once for anxiety, and, and they said to me about relationships, and I really needed to pick similar interests. And you know, it's tricky. It's funny. Well, see, I'm interested in everything, from motor cars to fine food to absolutely everything, because I built all my interests out of friendships. If somebody else is into something, see, I believe the friendship starts needs to be able to start person to person, and you can, the more different what your lives are, actually the better friendship you can make out of it because it's about respect and you learn so much in the journey of respect. And I find the biggest issue I really have is a genuine problem. People seem to, it's maybe we're all underneath this post-Roman empire divide and conquer reality where we're not really trusting enough of that person that wants to, seems to want to come into our life. Some people think I want more out of things than I actually am seeking. I'm just seeking a positive little chat, not to do identity do theft that. or whatever, you know? Do say that upfront so they know uh, what you mean, okay? And also be, be aware of uh, other people's uh, time, you know? Uh, we all have 24-7 and if I don't have kids, but, you know, I find that with friends who have kids, I mean, they're just... They're just way busier than I am, and I have to respect that. And if I don't, even my favorite cousin, you know, she gets upset if I forget that she has kids. And, of course, they have to come first. And I have to remember when we get together for outing, I have to choose something that's kids-friendly, dogs-friendly, and so on, you know. So be mindful of where they're at. Don't assume and ask them and tell them what you want too. And hopefully they'll tell you, yes, I want the same or right now I'm busy, whatever the case may be. Don't take it personally. Okay, but let's hear from somebody else. Dr. Gina, do you have any feedback for um, Michael? Um, I, I would have, uh, I would um, have, um, um, what you can say, reiterated what you said. Uh, I find good friends are not necessarily the ones that will uh, tick every box with me or will do things as and if I want them and would be sensitive to my need as it is. I think, as you said, telling them what I expect and what I want sometimes may be needed because nobody has, I don't believe that we all have the same train of thoughts. And what I, to me is obvious may not be as obvious to somebody else. It doesn't mean they love me less. It just means that maybe I can see it differently than they would. So I would say exactly, just tell my friend that and accept that they may have their own limitations because they may have other aspects of their lives that is taking priority now. And it does not take away from their love and, and appreciation to me as a friend. Um, I, 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 I agree at, and sometimes we have, I have more time in my hand and I want my friend with me now and they are not ready. And sometimes my, my friend have more time in their hands. They want me with them and uh, it, 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 it's not feasible. So we have other things in life that may step up um, and, and be more important to me at certain stage in life than others and vice versa. So, and, and having, a really good friend does not have necessarily mean that they will have, we can communicate as often as I want and they want. It just, when we're needed, this person will make space for me and, and the same way around. I hope that helps. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Gina. It's, it's great. Really good. Thank you. And Mr. Gary, thank you. 
Hi, Michael. Um, I've experienced some of those similar uh, uh, where um, I'm the one that has continually made the contact to keep in touch with people at different times. But on the other side of that, I also have friends that we don't see each other a lot. However, if anything occurred, either of us would be prepared to drop everything and then go and assist. And so I, I don't look at it as a, as a negative. Um, it's just a part of a, a type of personality that the other person may be, and we're all different. And that's the beauty, beauty of it. And that's why we want to develop those types of relationships. Um, so I just, accept the way that it is and uh, we would catch up and then what will happen we'll catch up and then there'll be three catch-ups because the first one was initiated by me and then then it would we would disappear for a little while not that we're doing that on purpose that's just the the nature of the way that we are and as you said there's we've all got too much going on in our life sometimes uh, it's like um, when you go to the business analogy where you're too busy on the day-to-day -day things where you don't take a step back and sit back and work on the business um, so I I don't I don't see that as a negative um, and as Alina said earlier is that you've got relationships that are on different levels some of them are acquaintances acquaintances and it's early in malaysia for me sorry about that um and others are you are regularly in touch and and together and allowing each other to grow and then on top of that is um the the interest side of things if you've both got a specific interest and all of your friends don't need to have the same interest. If you've got a specific interest with a certain person, then that helps you build that relationship in that area. And so that's just some thoughts. Awesome, Gary. Awesome, man. Some of it might be Australian cultural stuff. The, um, the, the way things are, I just think everybody's under a lot of pressure. There's, it's not really an invasion as such, but our Melbourne communities have gone from like 10 or 20% to 51% Chinese. And um, our streets are different. Our shopping centres are different. And uh, everybody, I think, is a little bit frightened about how they're going to be able to afford anything in 30 years' time. I, I think that's part of it. And people are like privately, like, you know, like we've, we've sold out on toilet paper everywhere at the moment, but people are privately building up some kind of future uh, and they're, they're, they've got their almost their competition hat on uh, with others, rather than that some can be greater than uh, the, the the whole can be greater than the sum of the parts sort of approach to working with other people. Yeah. And adding adding to that, then there's the other piece of the Australianism is that she'll be right, mate. Um, and. I'm sure that you've got some of those thoughts and I've come up in the era where, where that's the case for, for so many of us that uh, being in a certain age group and, uh, and males, 
that uh, we take the approach that she'll be right and away we go. Totally. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I hope that was helpful. To summarize, this is for everybody. There are some great tools that will help you with relationships in general in your life, personal and professional. 16, don't take the test now, please, after the call. 16personalities.com. Um, it's the famous MBTI, Myers-Briggs Personality Type Indicator. It's an abbreviated version, so you don't pay, but it's scientific. It's been around for a while. It will be good for you to identify your personality and know a little bit about the other ones so that um, you can better relate. The five love languages is, is another one. And also, you know, I mean, there are, there are all sorts of people out there. Some, some I believe the minority are a bit um, evil and they usually have some mental issues and they, they need some, uh, some medical uh, support. But overall, people like you, all of you and myself, you know, we, we mean the best all the time. Assume the best in people. Don't think the worst, even if sometimes they say something that may hurt your feelings or, um, or something that you weren't expecting. Just trust that people in the personal development world, they really, they really, they really want the best for themselves and others. Of course, they're human and they all have their own issues and their own uh, busy, <laughs> busy lives and, and um, whatever issues, you know, um, problems because life is not perfect. But always, always um, breathe and um, trust the good, genuine heart of others and assume the best don't assume the worst in people don't assume that they want to hurt you or you know they're doing the best they can um wonderful thank you michael so we'd love to hear from dr gina in the hot seat so gina maybe maybe something about romance that's in your head or um that would be more fun um i also <laughs> dr gina is a great doctor <laughs> and um <laughs> And she also has had some challenges, I hope you don't mind me saying, uh, in the professional world, like everybody. Um, so, I mean, you could, you could focus on either one. Whatever you think may serve you the most, you are among people who want the best in you, uh, friendly, and that uh, are willing to, um, to support you. So go for it with your relationship, ask and uh, question. Okay, well, it's true. Um, 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 and professionally, I would have had few challenges is to do how to um, um, how to work in harmony and avoid competition. Because what I tend to find is, uh, like you said, um, Elena, um, expecting the best from people and working and don't expect any. Um, what you can say that people are evil because I don't think people are even by nature. I don't think people tend to be evil. However, what I tend to find in my professional field is that when, when somebody loves the job so much and is very keen on delivering the best, it may come as, um, 
um, competitive and it may come as challenging to other people who may not have the same level of commitment for whatever reason, not taking from their professionalism, but may not have the same level of commitment. And I found myself in this challenge more than once in my work environment. Um, and uh, I just, uh, um, um, as, as some, I don't know if would be the right place to talk about, like, life is what we perceive it rather than life happens to everybody at the same way. So I was just um, 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 thinking about how to do the job humbly and uh, not become across as challenging to people who may not, or showing people who may not have the same level of commitment to the job or, or same, same level of participation. I wouldn't say commitment. Okay. Gina, Dr. Gina, rephrase it uh, concisely so we can best help you um, what you would like us to mastermind on. For, uh, so it sounds like you chose professional relations, right, in the workplace? Yes, professional relation. Uh, how to work without outshining other and creating uh, negative energy among, in the work environment, if, that, if that's the right way of phrasing it. Okay. Okay. Um, is uh, anybody? Um, does anybody need more? More? Um, is everybody clear, or needs more uh, details about about this outshining in the workplace? Clear. Yes. Okay. Very good. Whomever has some feedback for the amazing Dr. Gina, please unmute yourself. Well, um, I just wanted to say that um, I, I, I'm, I'm at the moment on what could be seen as a bunch of negative perspectives, but they're not actually negative. What's going on with me, with all my stuff, is trying to find the solutions, trying to find the answers, and trying to define the problems. And one of the things I always say about workplaces in Australia is people have to realise that a lot of work gets done by any business that survives more than 10 years, because it takes a lot for a business to survive that long. But the reality of the matter is, if there's 100 employees, it's probably four of them. It's probably four of them. And it's very difficult to understand what is going on with all those other people that do nothing. One of them is the daughter of the boss's friend. Another one is an intern that doesn't really want to do that for life, but got pushed into doing something. And it goes on from there. And the various people are... I, I, when I studied management, I started to realise you just got to get the most and a little bit of growth out of every participant. And your expectations have to be relevant to their personal capacities. Now, it's, if you, the only problem is that a lot of the people that are holding the show up are not being paid management rates and are actually copying what's equivalent to bullying in the workplace for taking their job seriously. So um, I, I was brought into a lot of big corporations in Australia as a temp. I was a musician and I was a numerologist and a friend of a friend got me a job. And then I proved that I could type nearly 100 words a minute and do all the software. So I got put in Anderson Consulting, Visi, um, Adidas Head Office, all over the place. And, and I, I, I caused jealousy and ruffles within 24 hours by saying, why do we leave this mess around the printer? You know, and, and why, why don't you take this important looking document that's got urgent written all over it upstairs and give it to the person rather than wait for them to come down and find it? And so, uh, again, look, if, if anyone has answers to this, I think you've just got to do your best 
sign off on your own job. This is how I counsel people that are still in day jobs. Make sure that you're very happy with what you get done every day and try not to upset or have expectations on the people next to you. They're doing a tenth and that's their bit. And it's someone that's being paid management's job to sack them or keep them. And they may, uh, too many of them will drag an organisation down. And I used to say, you guys are not managing this seriously because my job's in jeopardy if you don't get rid of the people that aren't earning their pay because the business is not profiting or my pay's less because these guys are being paid a lot and the work difference is massive. So I work for myself. Dr. Gina, was that helpful? Definitely, definitely. Thank you very much, Michael. Very good. Let's hear from Gillian. So I, I, I find with my, I don't know, with my job and again, my background as a nurse and stuff, I'm kind of like when I do my work, I'm into my own zone, but I do kind of get, you know, some people were like, oh, you, oh, she thinks she knows everything and she does that. I find as I get older, I, um, I like to do my work. Um, I only, I like what I do and um I don't know, I just try to portray to be helpful to other people. I don't even, even now I get that exactly what you're saying because I'm the type of coming and I got to do something. I just sit down and start doing it. And then there's someone else that they're doing the same thing I'm doing. It would be like, oh, you, you're still doing that? Oh, you did that already? Oh, you know. But it's like, oh, hey, I just like what I do and I have a lot of energy. So, but if you need anything, I'll be glad to come and help you too. And I go back into what I'm doing. I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I, I don't know. I'm at the age where I just avoid these people. Everybody got stuff in their head. <laughs> so I'll put headphones on. I don't know. You can't stop people from being jealous. I don't know why. I mean, you're just working. He makes the jokes out of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. She outsmart. She gives them the outsmart approach with the outsmart inside joke. Uh, <laughs> why not? Yeah, humor yourself. Uh, make humor out of it. Um, in, in general, uh, I hope that was helpful, uh, Doctor Gina. And, and yes. Yeah, well, I, th I, th I take the same approach. I just take it lightly, but at some stage it becomes a bit irritating when, when um, but most of the time I would do exactly, I agree with Gillian, because at the end of the day, I'm here to uh, do the job I love to do and I enjoy doing it. Yes. Yeah, I think for women overall, uh, we tend to take things more personally overall than men. We're more feeling oriented overall. You know, I'm generalizing, but... Uh, but then, Gina, you know, it's not your fault. You know, you, you, nobody has to carry the weight and the problem of the world on, on their shoulders. Just do what you have control over and let go of the rest or you drive yourself crazy. Um, overall, the loving approach is always best with everybody. Hopefully, I mean, if they turn into, into bullies or um, they try to hurt you, like sue you even, then, then, yeah, just avoid them. But if, if it's not to that point, maybe the loving approach is saying something like, hey, maybe, you know, we misunderstood each other. Um, 
would you like to have some tea together, you know, during the next break and, and just, and just, you know, maybe just have some lighter chat. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they're, they're having some problems at home. You may not be aware of, and they may be really stressed out about something, you know, there's nothing to do with you. So, um, yeah, that's just what popped into my mind. Okay. So, um, Gary, do you have any feedback for the beautiful Dr. Gina? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, one of, one of, I don't know that you can always overcome, um, a jealousy and B competition in the workforce. Um, but the, the focus of the business is to deliver on its vision and values, no matter whether you're delivering a service or a product. So if the vision and values are understood and published, then it's easier to have the conversation with the person that's not living up to a, a whatever they might be doing or whatever they should be doing that doesn't fit in with the, um, the values of the business because what you're trying to do is is build a a culture within the business that's going to help it grow and if everybody understands what the big picture is then it's uh, easier to remove some of those um, challenges as they arise because people that are acting the way that is not helpful are not living the values of the organization and if it's a small business obviously it's a lot easier if, if it's a large business then you've got all that the corporate uh, protocols that you have to work through and that's a lot harder but um, uh, just having an understanding of what the business is is trying to deliver internally helps but then then you've got then you've got the um, people in the workforce that are different generations different generations have different expectations and understanding what some of those expectations are is is uh, going to assist with uh, moving forward on some of those challenges because you look at some of the younger generation, they want to actually work with friends. Um, that's just how life is for them. Whereas in my era was you worked because that was the job that you took and you may not even had developed friendships. You'd developed acquaintances and the occasional relationship would develop further. But um, it's not the way that it is today. So when you're balancing multiple generations and then the cultural values of the organizations, you've got all these conflicts that uh, are going to cause challenges, but having strong vision and values and living those is a way of helping keeping people to account for what's going on in the workplace. That's lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you, Gary. You're welcome. Yes. So one action, Gina, could be from what Gary said, uh, is to, to have a quick conversation about their, um, 
the, uh, for lack of better words, the company, institution, uh, clinic, uh, long-term vision, whatever they may be, it may be for them and whatever they can uh, share with you. So, so you know how much you share the same vision, if any, you know, it, and, and then you have an idea where you could be fitting in in there. Um, so yeah, like long-term long vision, if they have one, if they can share it with you. And if they don't okay. have, Thank maybe you. give them some ideas because you're very smart. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So, um, Gary, you're blessed among the ladies. <laughs> I hope you don't mind that. And no, that's okay. <laughs> so, um, best yeah, for this, go for it. Uh, this, yeah. Um, I guess one of the challenges of had uh, on a relationship side of things is like Dr. Alina said, our very close knit friends, you could probably count on one hand or maybe a little bit more. Um, and then when, when you have a period of time where some of those uh, are going off the rails and doing things that they shouldn't be doing and you're, trying to to help then it sometimes generates friction and i've lost a couple of friends out of that purely because um of the actions of them one was uh i just won't associate with because of the way that they were acting and another one was just troubled with alcohol for a period and causing challenges with family and and they were really close friends that we had different interests about that uh, sort of relationships broke up over over a period of time um, now once oh, this, this caused me a lot of challenge for a long period of time um, however one of the things and I've come back to it a couple of times is looking forward rather than looking ahead back um, was that it doesn't, it's less of a challenge, but I'd like to, one of those relationships I'd like to rebuild. Um, um, one of them probably won't get rebuilt, but that's okay as well now. And I'm a lot more comfortable with it, but the challenge was just having a number of relationships that started to crumble at the same time within a small close knit group of people. Well, I was, I was the close knit one with, with each of them. And so that's, I guess, one of the things that I struggled to deal with and I still haven't recovered the one relationship that I would like to, but so any thoughts would be appreciated. Okay. Can you, as much as possible, you know, everything is confidential, uh, it's only for members. Uh, can you maybe give us some more details? What was the misunderstanding that, that got you apart? Um, oh, one, one of them was um, a friend who was using alcohol too much and treating his family, disrespecting his family. So, and I tried on many occasions to have the conversations and we had the conversations and then I got told a few home truths that maybe I shouldn't be doing what I was attempting to do. But 
I was also working on the other side of it with um, part with uh, uh, just communicating with uh, his wife and then um, trying to do that. So that was just uh, an abuse of alcohol and uh, then disrespecting everybody else. Do you, know, do you know if now the situation has uh, <clears throat> changed? Like is this person doing still disrespecting? Um, Abusing alcohol. I, I, I think it's improving because there's the relationship hasn't broken up. I think it's still continuing. Um, so then I just I probably need to find a way to reconnect because the other part, other side, the the side of the family is is uh, is been close to us for a long time. Okay, and what about the other friend? You said there's a couple. Uh, look, the other one, um, I probably won't get back involved with because of the nature of what went on. And he spent time in jail for it, and rightly so. Um, so, and that was the use of uh, child pornography that I absolutely abhor. And uh, so that isn't going to um, go anywhere as far as yeah. I'm concerned but it was it was it was the issue of losing what I considered two close friends that I thought I understood pretty well um, due to their behaviors and look um, I'm, I'm probably a lot better with it now with the things that we've been working on going forward but um, it's just one of those I would like to repair Sure, sure. So I'll, I'll start um, while everybody else is formulating their thoughts. So, um, yeah, I've had a similar, I've had the same experience with um, one of my best friends and, and has been really tough because, um, because it's basically addiction, you know, whether it's alcohol, too much of something, you know, too much sex, too much food, too much uh, narcotics, too much drugs, too, mu too much of, of uh, you know, whatever, too much of something, it does interfere with their own life, their own work life, all their friends. And it is an illness. It is a sickness. And uh, they uh, are not going to get better usually by themselves. They need treatment. And um, at the same time, until they... Um, admit it to themselves that they need help. It, it's, it's devastating for, for their friends and family around them because you can tell it's dysfunctional. You don't know how to help. You're not a professional. You, you're not qualified to, to, you know, to help. So they, they need to want the help and they need to, um, and they need to get better. So I've, you know, I've had a, I've had a friend that's gone through that. And uh, I've, during that time, I've, I've thought so many times, oh my God, this is a nightmare, even for me. Um, I don't know how to support her, but she, she's being a nightmare. And, um, and I thought about, quote, quote unquote, decommitting from the friendship and breaking up. But, you know, it, it, although it was so tough and she was calling all the time and interfering with my life, I knew she needed help. It wasn't my help because, <clears throat> I'm not an expert in addictions and I don't know how to help her, but it was somebody, somebody else's help. And it took a while to even figure out um, what was the right help. Um, 
and she finally found it and it's um, sort of um, something like the AA, you know, um, Alcoholic Anonymous um, that goes through addictions. No, nobody else was able to, and that's a non-profit. It's all over the world and they have it for any, for any dysfunction, for any, um, for any addiction, whether it's too much work or under earning or too much of something, you know? And uh, so no psychiatrist, no psychologist, uh, no doctors were able to help her. It was just this free groups, support groups out there that are out there in the world, they're on the phone or uh, live or um, via Zoom. So anyway, she's much better. Um, it, was, it was tough for everybody around her, her family, um, her children, her friends like me, it was really tough. She, she's better, she's better, she's still not completely better, but she's definitely better. So it, it, I share, um, I know what you're talking about because um, it wasn't easy. So, um, but the good news is that she, she's got better. Um, she's not done working on it. She'll probably have to work on it for the rest of her life. So I don't know if that gives you any consolation sharing my experience. Yeah, that helps, thank you. Yeah. So patience and the loving approach. <laughs> yeah. So I've lost patience once, but I plan to <laughs> try again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 They can become mean in the meantime, but it's not you. It's, it's what they are working through. Yes. So I, anybody who has uh, some feedback for um, Gary. Hello. <laughs> Well, one suggestion, uh, it seems like you care about this person a lot. Pick up the phone and call them. Just, you know, yeah. hi, how are you doing? I'm just checking in on you. And be, if there's a bond there, that bond's not going to be broken. But, I, you know, I know people, you know, God, myself, I've gone through things. And it means a lot to know that somebody cares. You know, even if I'm being... Uh, well, if I'm being weird, you know, that somebody still cares, you know, to say that to me, like, hey, how's things going? I know you're, gonna, you're going through a hard time or whatever, because we don't know what he's going through, what caused all of this, you know, you know, but let him know that support. If you ever need something, I'm still your friend. You know, I can't maybe tolerate your actions, but just know I'm still your friend. And if you want to talk, I'm here. And then leave it up to them. Yeah, and I have done that numerous times, but it has been quite some time since I did do that. And uh, so, yeah, that's helpful. And, now and it's that, time. And a good reminder that, yeah, if it's back on my mind the way that it is, then, yeah, it's probably time to actually sit down and do that. So thank, thank you. Mm -hmm. Gina and Michael, uh, some feedback for Gary. I can go if you like. Um, apologies, my phone dropped out and I missed probably about anywhere from a third to a half of what Gary was saying, but I got the gist of it towards the end um, about a caring friend and that uh, somebody that's having a lot of problems with their own behaviours. You've got to probably um, do what I think Gillian said. Um, be there for them, but don't let it hurt you. 
my friend, if I have a really hard time and the friends that get me out of it are the ones that don't try to change me or tell me I'm wrong or talk too much. They just remind me that people actually care. And I think that is a very healing input. Yep. Yeah. And I can see that I was the one trying to, I guess, force change. And after a long period of time of, of not doing it, trying to, but yeah, um, I think that uh, what Gillian said is, is the approach that I'll take. So for now, thank Beautiful. you again, Michael. Thank you. And yeah, um, I think Michael brought up something important, which is the speed. You know, everybody's on their own path and we're not there to judge. We're only there to let them know, mm. send them love, send them love and tell them, you know, I'm sending you love and they're going to go at their own pace sometimes. Like, um, like, you know, the 12 step, I've done them for myself. They're good for everybody, by the way, even if you don't have an addiction, it's just good personal development to let go of what no longer serves you, forgive. And um, so, so I've taken them a long time ago, uh, just, just to know, to know what they are. And, and, you know, with my friend, she's taking forever to go through those 12 steps. And they go, oh my God, you're so slow. But you know, that's we're not there to judge everybody is you gotta honor their speed and their path and whatever it is that supports them just just um on honor it's their own path and um even if it's not the speed you would like them to heal and um was that helpful yes thank you and dr gina um Yes, I reiterate what you said and totally agree with Michael. I think sometimes the AA works more than us, even though we may care more for the individual than the organization, because they don't judge, they don't um, try to co correct them, they don't try to get them to get out of it. I think sometimes, most of the, almost, and a lot of time, if somebody had acquired an addiction, they are not subconsciously unaware of where they are. It's just that they are in a bad place that they find it very hard to, to, to correct their past or to get over it. So having somebody who loves them and don't judge them helps a lot. And uh, the, the pace we take individually, as that person will think individually, maybe a lifetime for me, but for them, it is the right pace. So uh, patient, love, and I don't shy from ending a call to any of my friends by saying I love you. And I find it's great to feel that there is love from us to the rest of the world and back to us. And it will, it will stand when nothing else will stand when that person is in trouble to know that there is somebody out there who just loves them. And uh, pick up the phone, tell this person that you care for them, that you are going to be there for them. And, in some ways, in, a, in, a, in, a, in whatever language you use, that you're not ashamed of them and you're not judging them. And they will eventually come back, I think. Beautiful. Yes, thank you very much, Gina. That's, uh, that, that adds to what's been said all, already. And so three, three comments or four around about the same type of thing, then yeah, I can, I can see value in, in doing that. And it's worthwhile doing it as well i okay. had it with a member at, at, at a maybe not that type of level and uh, the one thing that helped me 
to help them and help myself is just to maintain to that person and to myself that I love this person and I will continue to love them no matter what. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you so much. So just to wrap it up, I would like everyone to, um, to give one very simple action, one, just one, simple actions you're going to do within um, the next seven days. I'll start as a light of what you learned today and from everybody's putting their minds and hearts together for you. So um, for me, for me, um, a personal relationship that um, has generated some hurt, um, I, I voiced it up and um, I'm just, so my action is to, um, now that I've given feedback to just, um, just just uh, what is it walk the talk so as i uh, advise to you you know to stay calm assume the best assume the best don't take it personally and stay patient and and just um, trust that um with that with that energy it will um work itself out and the best outcome will happen so that's my action staying calm and what about for gary uh, for me, it's fairly simple. I've got a phone call to make and some offer some support to a what, who was once a, an extremely good friend of mine that I still class I still class as a friend, and it's just that uh, we've not communicated the way that we should in the past. So that's what I'll be doing. Enjoy that. Thank you, Miss Gillian. Uh, to be more compassionate and use my active listening and my business. And, and if I have a friend I haven't spoken to, I'm going to call them too. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Very nice, Gillian. In, enjoy. Dr. Gina. Um, that um, I would go back to the working environment and uh, use... Um, Gillian's approach by just being as jokey and lightly t- handling any sort of situation at work, just for my own well-being as well as everybody else. Beautiful, beautiful. Have fun with it. Very nice. And Michael. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Cool. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to not take things personally and be very compassionate about where everyone is at uh, on a professional level, uh, thanks to Gillian, I'm just going to make sure that I just, and Gina, represent to the people that it's individualised what I am giving them because that really is a, a business win that I wouldn't be faking. I just have to make sure that they do realise that because of just how important it is and that they, that come across. And in terms of old friends, uh, I think I'm still just going to wait for them to get in touch with me because... Uh, my new screening has got to be for enthusiasm and if they don't pick up the phone or make the call, I can, but I don't have to, anything to prove to myself or the friendship about that. I know that. So be it. All right. Very good. Very good, Michael. So um, for the next Mastermind, as you know, we do them once a month. It's always the first Wednesday. And um, do you have any of you, any topic or uh, that you would like to, um, to explore. Um, Michael mentioned numerology. I don't know if that's something that can be done. 
on um, on a mastermind um, maybe fun or um, um, if anybody has a topic or an idea or we can leave it open-ended uh, but if you do now let me know or you can always let us know email us um, Elena okay. I've, just, I've just gone on mute um, it, I'm very very happy to talk about numerology and I can put it quite clearly and quite inspiringly depends a lot on whether the people want to hear it. So my main burn in that area in life is that I was a bit ahead of my time and the conservatives just ripped through me everywhere, told me I had rocks in my head and believed in the devil and all sorts of stuff. So I backed away because it was just too fringe. And I think I, I still use it with names, first names in business. I look at the first vowel, like say for Elaine, it's an E and Michael, it's an I and you know, Gary, it's an A. And that gives me heaps of insight into how people go about valuing things and approaching things. So I've really gone right into core values and how they are readable through our name and birthday. And there's also a transit aspect, which tells you what year you're in this year, personally, as well as a universal year. And I mean, I like I'm in a, you know, number six month in a year that's um, number three, which is all about going with the flow and not really knowing what to expect. And the six months a balancing month and a heart space month. Uh, and so it's all in sync with me, the coaching, everything, everything always fits it for me. So it is, is quite accurate content. And if you guys express some interest in it to Elena, then I will very happily uh, come out of my shell from my prior full-time occupation where I taught it at the TAFE. And I also did uh, workshops to 150 people at the St Kilda Town Hall uh, and uh, have been very well received. And I've been told by people that in tears that I, have shown more love for who they are and know them better than their partner of 10 years. And I just met them five minutes ago. Wow. That's, that's finding core values. And birth date. Yeah. Mostly just even, even deeply with a person just on a first name, but to really talk accurately, I always say to my people, you got to look at the date and the name together because they're like different aspects of a recipe. And if you read just one and not the other, it is out of context. And these things give the, the science uh, a bad name. If it's All right. Great. Sounds great because to respect, uh, um, you know, there is a lot of uh, hacking out there and privacy issues. But you know, our private Facebook group is just us. But just in case, you know, um, you can uh, send it to me. I can forward it to Michael. Uh, Michael, I'll, um, if you want to give me a little something, I'll, I'll send you my birth date. Don't make it public. Okay, <laughs> you know my name and last name. And uh, okay, and so I'll, I'll gather some, some more uh, requests. These, some people were not able to participate live, so they'll get the recording and then, um, um, and then we'll decide for next month. We got time. So a quick update. So um, in the US, we are going into daylight saving as of Sunday. So for those of you, all of you, for all of you, since you're already clients, you have access to the um, group coaching every Monday for free. It's, um, so it's going to be still at 1 p.m. Pacific, which is 4 p.m. for you, Jillian. For Gina is uh, for now until they also go in daylight saving. It's going to be um, 8 p.m. And for Gary and Michael, to be honest, I have no, <laughs> no clue. I'll check it. Yeah, yeah, please check it with the time conversion because, um, yeah, that's a big calculation that I don't have right here. So, all right, sounds good. 
Um, good job, everybody. Thank you so much. And um, enjoy your action. We're all going to hold you accountable. And have a great rest of the day. Ciao. Thank you.